The Lord be with you. Good morning. You all receive added blessings for coming to church today, and if you wore your jammies, you get extra points. Now, perhaps those joining us online at home perhaps have won the battle of the jammies. But it's so good to have all of you here today. So we're kind of in the in-between, right, between Christmas and New Year's. So let me start the service by saying Merry Christmas. And almost Happy New Year. You got it. You are on today. Welcome to worship, especially those who are visiting with us. Good to have you here with us as well. There are many announcements in the bulletin. I want to highlight just a few things for you. We're going to be reading a Bible through the year. So in 2022, if you have never had the chance to do that, you'll notice uh, on the second page, following the service after the postlude, you'll see a little um, advertisement about how we're going to do that. We'd ask you to sign up through the church office, and then we're going to give you a reading plan. You'll receive a binder. And we are literally going to read the Bible together. So we're pretty excited about that. So if you are interested, please make sure to let us know. Also, some big highlights to mention coming up is our new membership class is going to be starting February 27th. We do this thing called the annual Y'all Come Dinner and everybody y'all can come. And it's really fun. And that's going to be March 30th. And then we go every year on a May Work Weekend Retreat, which is going to be held May 19th through 22. That is a wonderful way to kind of get away from it all. We get to work for two days at um, a camp, and then we have wonderful fellowship and good food um, in the evenings. And we wake up Sunday morning and have worship. Beautiful weekend. And then Vacation Bible School. Mark your calendars down now, July 26th through 28th. So get that on your calendar so you plan your vacations accordingly. That is always a great week. Other things to mention is there's a page in here called How Can We Help? We know that the holidays are sometimes difficult for folks. And so we want to make sure that you know we have many opportunities for which um, we encourage you to take part of. From our Ecclesiastes Weekly Grief Support Group to our Caregiver Support Group to perhaps you're feeling like maybe you need a Stephen minister. We have amazing Stephen ministers. We're also looking for a new class to start in January if you are interested in being a Stephen minister. And you'll also see that we're getting ready for a new Bible study, First and Second Thessalonians. So much for you to look at in the bulletin and always in the center of the bulletin is opportunities for you to engage in mission and outreach locally. And so we can continue to be the hands and feet of Christ together. We also want to remember all those who are continuing to grieve, who have lost loved ones in the last month. We also want to remember all those people who like getting great gifts on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Give us the gift of their positivity. Give us the gift of their friendship and their love and support. We often focus on those uh, who definitely need our prayers, but we need to focus too on all those amazing people that make life more life for all of us. So we now get ready for this morning carols and stories and the blessing of the toys. Let us worship God.
Hey, Ed, come check out my North Star Christmas tree topper at Levitate's. Is this a gummy bear? Yeah, we lost baby Jesus. Hey, check out these LED lights. I have them synced up to a 76-hour all-Christmas music playlist. There's my little Christmas DJ. <laughs> Ow. So, are you waiting till Christmas is over so you can go buy a new nativity set when they're on sale? No, no, oh no. We lost baby Jesus like 11 years ago. Is, is baby Jesus always a gummy bear? Oh, no, oh, we trade it out every year. Yeah, like uh, last year it was a uh, tiny troll doll. And the year before that we used a uh, dog treat. They were the perfect size, but <laughs> Dalton kept taking them and eating them. You, you mean your dog kept stealing them? No, my son Dalton, he loves those dog treats. Especially the peanut butter ones. There was one year that we used a, uh, a doll head. That was creepy. We, we made a modeling clay, baby Jesus. So the dog took that one too. Um, one year we got desperate and used an ice cube. That was a mess and a mess. Yeah, just seems like everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never lasts. Say that again. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to last. And? And what? Say it again, slowly. Why? Just do it, dulcimo, slowly, do it. I don't understand what's happening. Just do it. This is getting weird. Dad! Fine! But when I'm done saying this, you're gonna march in here and you're gonna watch my star levitate. Fine, 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 do it. Fine. Everything we try to replace baby Jesus with never seems to, oh, yep, there it is, okay. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Good morning. Please join me in today's call to worship as printed in your bulletin. If you are worshiping with us online, your responses will be found on your screen. Jesus has come and has blessed us all with a new song. Let our joy be complete. A gift for the good of all, born in a manger. So let us love one another. Strangers and neighbors, foreigners and family, will join together in song. No longer servants, but friends. Come, let our worship make a joyful noise. Remembering that nothing can replace Jesus in our lives. Our scripture reading is from the prophet of Micah, which was written 700 years before the birth of Christ. But you, O Bethlehem, though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler of all Israel. I'd now like to read a story, a carol story, about a little town of Bethlehem. At nearly six feet six, weighing 300 pounds, Phillips Brooks cast a long shadow. He was a native Bostonian, the ninth generation of distinguished Puritan stock, who entered the Episcopalian ministry and pastured with great power in Philadelphia and in Boston. His sermons were topical rather than expositional, and he's been criticized for thinness of doctrine. Nonetheless, he's considered one of America's greatest preachers. His delivery came in lightning bursts. He felt he had more to say than time in which to say it. While at Philadelphia's Holy Trinity Church, Phillips, age 30, visited the Holy Land. On December 24, 1865, traveling by horseback from Jerusalem, he attended a five-hour Christ Eve service at the Church of the Nativity in Bethlehem. He was deeply moved. I remember standing in the old church in Bethlehem, he later said, close to the spot where Jesus was born, when the whole church was ringing hour after hour with splendid hymns of praise to God. How again and again, it seemed as if I could hear voices I knew well, telling each other 
of the wonderful night of the Savior's birth. Three years later, as he prepared for the Christmas season of 1868, he wanted to compose an original Christmas hymn for the children to sing during their annual program. Recalling his magical night in Bethlehem, he wrote a little hymn of five stanzas and handed the words to his organist, Louis Redner, saying, Louis, why not write a new tune for my poem? If it is a good tune, I will name it St. Louis after you. Louis struggled with his assignment, complaining of no inspiration. Finally, on the night before the Christmas program, he awoke with the music ringing in his soul. He jotted down the melody, then went back to sleep. The next day, a group of six Sunday school teachers and 36 children sang, O Little Town of Bethlehem. Brooks was so pleased with the tune that he did indeed name it for his organist, changing the spelling to St. Louis like the city so as not to embarrass him. The fifth stanza, usually omitted from our hymn books, says this, where children pure and happy pray to the blessed child, where misery cries out to thee, son of the mother mild, where charity stands watching and faith holds wide the door, the dark night wakes, the glory breaks, and Christmas comes once more. We will now stand and sing together, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
It is good news that God loves us just as we are. It is even better news that God loves us too much to leave us just as we are. So we are called to confess to God our need to be forgiven and changed. Let us pray together the prayer of confession. Holy God, as Christmas Day fades in our memory and as another year draws to a close, we come together before you and with one another to confess the ways in which we have been caught up in the frenzied spirit of the holidays and turned away from your spirit of peace. The times we have focused so much on our lives and desires that we have neglected the voices of your children who cry out for justice. In our focus on making the season perfect, we have turned away from the hurting people and broken places in our world in need of healing. We have dismissed Christmas as a time only for children, and we have stubbornly closed our hearts to your amazing gift of love. O holy child of Bethlehem, word become flesh, our Savior and King, hear us as we humbly pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. Amen. My friends, hear the good news and believe. God came to us in the form of a helpless child at Christmas time so that his incredible love for us may be revealed. In Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. Tell everyone your name, Kings. Oh, I almost said it. What's your name? Kangley. Can you say it again? Kangley. Oh, Kingsley. All right, come on up. Hey, everybody. Hi. Do you want to tell everyone your name? Sawyer. Oh, there we go. And how about you, sir? Dax. Dax. Wow. So I noticed that you're all in your jammies. So what does it feel like to be in your pajamas at church? Does it feel good? It feels pretty good to me too. I wish I could be like this every week. And it looks like you brought some toys. How cool is that? Okay, so Sawyer, tell us about your toys today. I brought a dog and his name is um, um, Poppy. Puppy, I like that. And who else do you have there? And this is a cat, um, a unicorn cat. Her name is Rainbow Salt. Rainbow Sugar. Rainbow Sugar. Okay, I like those names. Names are important. And what about you, Dax? Who did you bring today? I brought Jet okay. and Walkie. Oh, nice. And how about you, Kingsley? Who did you bring? I bring the Grinch. The Grinch! And how many sizes does his heart grow? Is it one size too big? Three. It's three sizes too big. Do you remember why his heart got three sizes too big at the end of the story? Why, why did that happen? Why did the heart get bigger? I don't 
Sawyer and Kingsley, you have done an amazing thing today because you have brought your toys to church to be blessed. So I was thinking about this thing about bringing gifts to church to be blessed. You know what it reminded me of? The three wise men who brought their gifts to Jesus. And they brought their gifts to Jesus because he was the newborn king. Does anyone remember what those three gifts are? that he's the true meaning of Christmas. And just as we bless our toys, we're to bless other people with the gift of our presence. So I know that some of you make homemade cards for people and you give them out. And do you know how wonderful it feels to open your mail and to see a card that you guys made? It makes you feel amazing and it makes you feel blessed just like we bless our toys, right? And so maybe we remember that like those wise men who brought the gold, frankincense, and myrrh to Jesus, we bring ourselves to be a blessing to others, not just to Jesus, but to those around us. And so how about we have a moment where we say a little prayer, and while we say the prayer, we'll be blessing our toys. Are you ready? So are you hanging on to your toys tight? Are you ready to repeat after me? Okay. Dear Jesus, we thank you for our toys. And we thank you for coming to us this Christmas. We ask you to help us be a blessing to others. We love you. We love you. Amen. Amen. May you be blessed along with your toys, boy, boy and girls. How's that? Dax, do you feel blessed to be the only guy up here? That's what I was thinking. All right. Have a wonderful Sunday. All right. God bless you all. turn now to our next reading, Psalm 148, verses 1 and 2. Listen for the word of the Lord for you this day. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. And now a carol story, angels from the realms of glory. Like all Moravians, John Montgomery had a burden for the word world evangelism. He was the only Moravian pastor in Scotland, but he and his wife felt God's call to be missionaries to the islands of Barbados, tearfully placing their six-year-old son James in a Moravian settlement in Brasil near Ballymena, County Atrium, Ireland, they sailed away. James never saw them again, for they perished in Barbados. 
Left with nothing, James was enrolled in a school in England. And when he didn't do well, he was apprenticed by school authorities to a baker. Barking wasn't for, baking wasn't for James. He ran away and spent his teenage years drifting from piler to post, writing poetry and trying his hand at one thing or another. He eventually settled down in Sheffield, England. In his early 20s, James began working for the local newspaper, the Sheffield Register, and there he found his niche. He loved writing. It was a politically active newspaper, and when its owner had to suddenly flee the country to avoid persecution and imprisonment, James purchased the paper and renamed it the Sheffield Iris. His editorials, too, proved unpopular with local officials, and on two separate occasions, he was thrown into jail. But he emerged from prison a celebrity, and he used his newly acquired fame to promote his favorite issues. Chief among them was the gospel. Despite the loss of his parents, James Montgomery remained devoted to Christ and to the scriptures. And he championed the cause for foreign missions in the British Bible Society. As the years passed, he became the most respected leader in Sheffield, and his writings were eagerly read by its citizens. Early on Christmas Eve in 1816, James, 45, opened his Bible to Luke chapter 2 and was deeply impressed by verse 13. By the end of the day, his new Christian poem was being read in the pages of his newspaper. It was later set to music and was first sung on Christmas Day, 1821, in a Moravian church in England. Angels from the realms of glory, his parents, would have been very proud. Please remain seated as we sing Angels from the Realms of Glory together.
Good morning. And now a familiar scripture reading from the book of Luke. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you grid news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a savior has been born. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. Edmund Hamilton Sears. Edmund Hamilton Sears is the author of two Christmas carols that are mirror images of each other written 15 years apart. He was born in Sandusfield, Massachusetts on April 6, 1819 and attended Union College in Schenectady and then Harvard Divinity School. He was ordained in the Unitarian ministry and chose to devote himself to small towns in Massachusetts where he had time to study, think, and write. In 1843, at the age of 24, he wrote, Calm on the Listening Ear, a Christmas carol based on the song of the angels in Luke 2. It proved very similar to the more famous carol he would later write, having the same feel of timing and theme. And calm on the listening ear can be sung to the same tune. Calm on the listening ear of night, come heaven's melodious strains, where wild Judea stretches far, her silver mantled plains. Celestial choirs from courts above shed sacred glories there, and angels with their sparkling lyres make music on the air. Fifteen years later, in 1858, Edmund Hamilton Sears wrote its more famous twin. It came upon the midnight clear. This is an unusual carol, in that there is no mention of Christ, or the newborn baby, or the Savior's mission. Sears, being a Unitarian, only focused on the angelic request for peace on earth. Notice again the date of the hymn, 1858, written as the clouds of civil strife were darkening the United States, setting the stage for the Civil War. We can grasp the concern that drove Edmund to write this hymn by reading a stanza now usually omitted from most hymnals. Yet with the woes of sin and strife, the world has suffered long. Beneath the angel's strain have rolled 2,000 years of wrong. And man, at war with man, Hears not the love song they bring. Oh, hush the noise, you men of strife, and hear the angels sing. Edmund Sears became well known because of his hymns and his books. He was awarded a Doctor of Divinity degree in 1871 and took a preaching tour of England where he was met by large crowds he died in Western Massachusetts on January 16, 1876.
song of old from angels bending near the earth to touch the community of faith that seeks always to bring gifts to Jesus, to have the opportunity to not only give of our life and our labor, our skills and our talents and our financial resources, but in that act of doing all those things, we meet Jesus in a way we haven't before, and we get to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the world. Through all those ways in which we give, it has the ability to help us become modern-day disciples who become people who wherever their feet rest, rest a blessing. And so indeed, I invite you now in this moment of receiving our gifts, receiving our offering, to continue to do so in offering your life to Jesus in the many ways of which you bless and serve others, exactly what this church seeks to do every week from Sunday to Sunday in every year. And so, Offering today will be done in two ways. You can do that right from your pew, off your phone, and text to give, or you can wait till after worship. We have black box receptacles that you can place your offering in. And so indeed, as we hear the beautiful music, let us indeed continue to inspire to be like Jesus and pray that he would help us be a blessing.
It is indeed our privilege to offer Jesus' prayers this day, so let us pray. Loving Lord Jesus, we give you thanks that you have come to us, and we give you thanks that we get to hear the story, the story of Mary and Joseph saying yes to parenting you when you came to this earth. We give you thanks that they counted the cost and the sacrifice and out of their great love for you, that they, in obedience, followed your will and became your mother and father on earth. We give you thanks for those who were out watching the sheep, the shepherds, who were just thrown into bright light in a dark night and told by angels to come running, for you had arrived and they did. And meanwhile, we know the story of the wise men, wise, wise men who had been watching the stars in the sky for signs of the Messiah and how they too, they came on their camels bearing gifts to you in the manger. And so with the angels above singing the bright star over Bethlehem, we see that every character in our story has a place. And what we thank you for most of all on this Sunday after Christmas is that you give us a place in your story too. Thank you, Lord God, for sending your son to us, for showing us how to really live a life of purpose and meaning. For we know that the babe in the manger will grow into the man, fully human, fully God, Jesus, who with his words and actions show us how to live abundantly 
And so we ask, Lord, on this day as we focus on your arrival, not only into the world, but into our own personal lives, we, we give you thanks and we bring our gifts before you, our offerings, and we ask that you bless them and that when you send them out, they go to be a blessing to others. And we dedicate our offerings to you, just as we dedicate our lives to you. We dedicate to all the people on our long prayer list. We ask that you continue to be with our families of the week. We ask that you'd be with all those who are grieving and missing a loved one. We ask that you would be with all those who are sick in the hospital, who are at home recovering, who are in rehabilitation, regaining their strength. And we ask your blessings upon caregivers and family members and friends. For today, Lord God, we give you thanks for this world in which we live. And we give you thanks for this church family. And we ask that you would guide us to continue to be your church, your body on earth, following in your footsteps one faithful step at a time. We put our lives and we put this church and we put our world and we lay them at the manger today. For today we sing with the angels and give you praise and glory. And we await that moment when we too will come and you will come again to bring us to your heavenly home. So for all these great gifts, we give you thanks, Jesus. And now, just as you taught us to do so, we pray that prayer, the Lord's Prayer, together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So we continue with the story of Jesus in Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 11. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. For this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A carol story. Upon his conversion, Charles Wesley immediately began writing hymns, each one packed with doctrine, all of them exhibiting strength and sensitivity, both beauty and theological brawn. He wrote constantly, and even on horseback, his mind was flooded with new songs. He often stopped at houses along the road and ran in asking for pen and ink. He wrote over 6,000 hymns during his life, and he didn't like people tinkering with the words. In one of his hymnals, he wrote, I beg leave to mention a thought which has been long upon my mind and which I should long ago have inserted in the public papers, and I not being unwilling to stir up a nest of hornets. Many gentlemen have done my brother and me, though without naming us, the honor to reprint many of our hymns. Now they are perfectly welcome to do so, provided they print them just as they are. But I desire they would not attempt to mend them, for they are really not able. None of them is able to mend either the sense of the verse. Therefore, I must beg them these two favors either to let them stand just as they are, to take things for better or worse, or to add the true reading in the margin or at the bottom of the page, that we may no longer be accountable either for the nonsense or for the doggerel of other men. 
But one man did the church a great favor by publishing up one of Charles' best loved hymns. When Charles was 32, he wrote a Christmas hymn that began, Hark how all the welkin rings, glory to the King of Kings. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinner reconciled. Joyful all the nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Universal nature say, Christ the Lord is born today. The word welkin was an old English term for the vault of heaven. It was Charles's friend, evangelist, George Whitefield, who when he published his carol and his collection of hymns in 1753, changed the words to the now beloved, Hark the herald angels sing. Let us stand and sing it together. to join in that cast of characters and find we too have a share in Jesus' story. 
that we too are blessed by his presence in our lives. So as you leave this place today, go knowing that the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and this family of God be with you today and always. Alleluia. Amen.